Oh. Hi. I don't have a napkin. Welcome to episode 18 of Callcast. I decided to do it in a new location this time, like I said last time, last episode with the new green screen setup. And I wanted to talk about some favorite TV shows of mine, some favorite actors of mine with some honorable mentions. I just bit the crap out of my cheek. And then some favorite comedians, stand-up or not. Just like comic actors. The rest of my burger looks really good. You know what? No, let's save it for the rest of the podcast. So, I hope that the six TV shows of mine that I have written down that are my absolute favorites that I grew up watching, that I've watched multiple times, hopefully you've heard of them, hopefully you've seen them, hopefully you like them as much as I do. Let's start a dialogue in the comments about them. The first show is a show that I started reluctantly. I avoided because I didn't know anything about it. I thought it looked kind of dumb. And then I started it, and I don't remember when I got hooked. Yes, I do. The show is Breaking Bad, by the way. I absolutely love Breaking Bad. When I first saw it, I had a friend tell me, you have to watch Breaking Bad. The first three episodes are a little bit boring, but the second three episodes, which I think completes the first season, he said, those is where it gets you. So I remember watching, and it was episode one, okay, two, all right, three, wow. And then I was hooked from episode four on, dude. My friend knew exactly when you got hooked. I remember recognizing Brian Cranston as the guy from King of Queens or Malcolm in the Middle, and then to see him doing this dramatic role was uh, jarring. But again, it took three episodes for me to go, okay, I want to see what happens from now on. So you got Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul plays Brian Cranston's little apprentice, his former high school student who's now helping, helping him sell these drugs. Aaron Paul was supposed to be written off at the end of the show, the first season, but they kept him because they liked him so much. They kept working with him, so <laughs> And I, that is one of my favorite facts about the show. Because the show would not be what it is today if they had written Aaron Paul off in that first season. They just ended up having such incredible chemistry that it was so much fun to watch for those five seasons that it aired. Breaking Bad, bruh. One of the absolute most captivating shows I've ever seen in my life. Where one episode just pulls me into the next one. And when I'm writing, I don't really like to write my characters into corners or put my characters that I love so much into bad situations, but that's all this show does. Breaking Bad just writes its characters into corners and then has them barely escape these situations by the skin of their teeth. It's TVMA, so it's mature audiences only, but I cannot recommend the show enough if you're an adult, can make your own decisions. Breaking Bad is where it's at. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. And he is now created, from Breaking Bad, he's now created Better Call Saul, which just ended its sixth season. Another show that I love so much that also features another anti-hero, where the hero that we're following for the duration of the show, he makes bad decisions and we're not always rooting for him. He is sometimes a bad guy. So a lot like Breaking Bad, The Shield... The Shield starring Michael Chiklis as its main character. This is the best cop show I have ever seen in my life. I love how it's filmed. It's very nitty gritty style, documentarian style. It's not point and shoot, polished, 
monk psych type of type of cop show. CSI, it's not any of that stuff. It's more film like The Office, where it's like a documentary and it's like I said, it's gritty. The shield is gritty. It's seven seasons on FX. I believe they're all on Hulu, all the seasons. Michael Chiklis went on to play uh, The Thing in the Fantastic Four movies. But I must know him and absolutely adore his character, Vic Mackey on The Shield. One of the best, one of the most engaging characters on TV I've ever I've ever seen. And a total anti-hero at that. That is a great watch. I highly recommend The Shield. Uh, thirdly, Prison Break. Now, Prison Break, I just re-watched again, like, last month. I watched all five seasons for, like, the third time. Third or fourth time, honestly. Prison Break is one of the shows that I've seen the most. And I still loved it. After all these years, it was mid-2000s that it aired. And then it aired for four seasons. They did a movie. And then, like, seven years later, they did another season randomly. But I love Prison Break. I love all the actors. I love the writing. As each season goes on, it gets a little wonky. But whatever. I mean, what show doesn't? I can can forgive their little mishaps. But I love Prison Break, dude. There are a lot of actors that have come out of that show that I I love seeing them pop up in anything that they're in nowadays. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, Prison Break. So yeah, those are those are three dramas that I wanted to name. Three dramas that I've seen on repeat, but now I wanted to list three comedies that I've that I've watched so many times. Uh, first but not least is Everybody Loves Raymond. I love this show so much, all nine seasons of it. I just rewatched it again, which is probably the second or third time I've rewatched that show. And dude, I still belly laugh at least two times, two or three times per episode. That show is so funny to me. And it's a very comfortable show. Like, I feel very comfy watching Everybody Loves Raymond over Friends or Frasier. I don't know, there's just something about that show. It feels very cozy. I know what I'm getting when I watch an episode. Plus, Ray Romano is just such a genius. I love his dramatic acting, too. But his comedy, both his stand-up and his performance, as far as comedy goes, he's just really intelligent. You can tell the dude knows what's up. He's really smart, as far as observational comedy goes. And Ray Romano's in his 60s. So he was really one of the first comics to bring observational comedy to the forefront. But I think Deborah's great. I think the parents are amazing. Robert, Brad Garrett, who plays Raymond's brother, Robert, is one of the absolute highlights of the show. I love Robert so much. He reminds me of a couple friends that I have. And the dude is like six foot eight in real life, but he can dance. He can do all these impressions. He did stand up comedy. He's a great performer. I love Brad Garrett so much because of the show. All nine seasons he was in. I think every episode, too. But that is a show that I cannot get enough of and I cannot recommend enough to you guys. King of Queens is my fifth recommendation on here. I'm actually re-watching it now. I'm in the fourth season on Peacock. Kevin James, and it's so amazing because Kevin James is from New York, just like Ray Romano. He was in Everybody Loves Raymond before he himself, Kevin James, got his own show called King of Queens. So then Raymond and Kevin James were at odds, like competing for ratings during the week for their shows. In the future, I will definitely be doing an Everybody Loves Raymond versus King of Queens episode. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Where I sit and I compare the two shows because they do differ, but they are very similar too. You can tell that 
even though Ray Romano and Kevin James are like a decade apart in age, they're very similar. Stop, Fridge. They are very similar in their style of comedy. Kevin James is much more physical with his comedy than than Ray Romano. Ray Romano uses his words in a very in a very intelligent and comedic way. And Kevin James uses his body. Kevin James, Leo Romani, Jerry Stiller. You got Lou Ferrigno who played the Hulk in the 70s and 80s. Lou Ferrigno, I, I'm such a fan of, and I love that he was cast in this show. He was in the show for a long time. He's, he's in the show for a long time. Which is surprising because he's so hard of hearing. He's like 80 or 90% deaf. Which affects his speaking and his English a lot. But he's in quite a few episodes of King of Queens. And I, I'm very surprised that he uh, performed so well. Uh, the last show that I wanted to talk about was MASH. This is definitely the earliest or oldest show that I have on my list. But... Through my grandpa, my dad, and my cousin, who are all much older than me, they brought this show onto my radar and introduced me to it, and I've watched most of the seasons. I think there's nine or ten, and I haven't watched all of them. So many of the actors that came out of there, a lot of them are still alive today, like Alan Alda. I love watching Alan Alda in anything today. And you have quite a few other actors who have been in either other movies or shows from that time. But MASH was originally about the Vietnam War in movie form. And then they changed it into like a nine-season show a couple of years later with a, almost a whole new cast. But that is one of the best sitcoms to have... But that is one of the best sitcoms ever. If you haven't seen MASH, it's on Hulu. There's like tons of seasons. Go watch it. Binge the whole thing. But transitioning from the topic of the shows, I wanted to talk about some of my favorite actors. And all of them, except for one, are still working today. Uh, dude, but my, I think my top favorite actor is Mel Gibson. He's probably the actor that I've seen the most movies in or with. And I think it's the biggest range of genres that I've ever seen. Going from drama to comedy to action to horror... Mel Gibson has done it all, and I have never disliked a performance of his. I know that he's gotten in controversy, which is his personal life, and doesn't have anything to do with me. So a lot of people are unwilling to forgive Mel Gibson, but I personally will watch anything that the man does. He's mid-60s now. I am even writing a script for him to hopefully star in. I know I'm dreaming big with that one, but I, I love Mel Gibson and I'm such a fan. I dream of at least, at least meeting the man someday. But I've been watching his movies ever since I was young, probably 20 plus years. And Mel Gibson is a huge reason that I want to enter into this industry at all. So I owe a lot to him. Second under Mel Gibson is Shia LaBeouf. I never watched even Stevens. The first thing that I ever watched with Shia is uh, Holes, and then and then Transformers. Did all the Transformers movies then, and then he branched off and did some other stuff like Eagle Eye and, and American Honey, which is incredible. He started doing some really independent work instead of doing all this big blockbuster movie production stuff. It was it was small, and again, I will watch. Almost anything that Shia LaBeouf does. Recently, I've gone back and rewatched Surf's Up and Transformers, and I'm more critical of his performances now than I was back then. But that makes sense because people grow and they evolve, and I evolve with them, so I would be critical of my own work if I watched 
my work from 10 years ago. So I don't fault Shia LaBeouf at all. And I am so excited for what he has coming up. He has a theater opened in Los Angeles that like anybody can go into. Even homeless people can go and start performing with him and taking these acting classes that he's given to people. And I love the man's heart. That That is my biggest thing about Shia LaBeouf. Is I, I love his heart. And again, he has been in some major controversy too, along, uh, uh, not alongside Mel Gibson, but as well as Mel Gibson. Probably more controversy, or maybe not, but uh, a lot for sure. But I, dude, I don't care. I watch his art. I don't follow his personality. Shia LaBeouf is one of the greatest actors living today. I stand by the decision. Another actor that I absolutely love, who is no longer with us. He studied at Juilliard. He was mostly known for his comedy by the public, Robin Williams. I just did talk about him in a recent podcast episode. When I talk about his acting, I'm talking about his dramatic acting, like Fisher King, One Hour Photo, Goodwill Hunting, Insomnia. Like, these are movies that did not require a singular comedic muscle. It was all drama or horror. And the dude pulled it off just as well as he did his comedy. We only got 64 years of this man. The dude would have been like 74 now. I just find it so sad because some of the movies that he gave us that weren't comedies were incredible. I love and miss Robin Williams so much. The dude was just a force to be reckoned with. So my fourth favorite actor that I have listed here... And these are in, like, no particular order. That's a lot. Uh, the fourth one listed here is Jeff Bridges. I will watch that dude in anything. E- okay, even in Iron Man. Every line that he delivers as the bad guy and a Marvel bad guy, every line is believable and not forced. It's grounded in reality today's reality even though it's a marvel superhero movie i just rewatched iron man jeff bridges delivers his lines flawlessly i couldn't believe it i was like dude everybody in marvel needs to take a page out of jeff bridges book and deliver their lines with the same conviction that he had i love him in big lebowski as the dude obviously hell or high water is one of my favorite Jeff Bridges roles I've ever, ever witnessed. And that is such an incredible movie. Dude, Hell or High Water is a modern day cops and robbers movie where you got two brother robbers who rob banks with like machine guns. And then you got the kind of like old hardened sheriff, Jeff Bridges, who comes in and has to track him down. I cannot recommend that movie enough. I saw it in theaters and it had my jaw dropped for most of the movie. Please watch that movie. Along with that, uh, True Grit with Jeff Bridges is also incredible. The remake from the John Wayne's movie. He was incredible in a reboot. He made that role completely his own and it was a remake. What? He just went through cancer and beat it. Go him. I mean, of course he did. He's Jeff Bridges. He's a boss. And while he was beating cancer and the pandemic, because he got sick too, he was making a show that's now on Hulu called The Old Man. The dude was 70 and 71 when he filmed this show, okay? And this show, The Old Man, has some of the best fight sequences I have ever seen put to film. I never thought that I would be watching an old man fight another dude who's half his age. With my jaw dropped. The Old Man is an incredible show. 
and it's hugely because of Jeff Bridges. Okay, so another favorite actor of mine is Joaquin Phoenix. Everything that the man has done is a performance that I have never seen. And that's all that I can ask from an actor, is give me a performance I have never seen before from anybody else. And Joaquin does that in, like, every one of his movies. The Master, he's incredible. Signs, he's great. Joker, I've seen it, like, four or five times. Uh, I think it's called You Are Not Really Here. You Are Not Really There. It's an Amazon original, but, dude, it is so good. It's like the movie Taken on steroids. Highly recommend it. It is incredibly action-packed. And it's about exposing corrupt politicians in our country, and I love that so much. So those five actors that I talked about, I love so much. They are so dear to my heart. I will watch them in just about anything that they do. And I wanted to pass on my love just in case you guys haven't discovered the full potential or full body of work that these actors have done. Go check it out. Let's start a dialogue in the comments. I wanted to give two honorable mentions to two actors here who I absolutely love. J.K. Simmons who had his first role in the show Oz on HBO, which is a prison show that's incredibly disturbing. J.K. Simmons had my heart since Spider-Man, since he played J.J. Jameson. But the dude absolutely captivated me in his Oscar-worthy performance, his Oscar-winning performance, in Whiplash. If you haven't seen Whiplash... Okay, first of all, it's hard to watch, and I don't recommend watching it with, like, little ears around. But Whiplash is one of the best movies from the last decade, I promise you. And he did win an Oscar for that role. Love that guy. And then uh, Ben Foster. If you guys don't know who this is, he got his start in Freaks and Geeks, that one show that lasted a season back in the day. And he's really just been like a, a character actor ever since then, just popping up and stuff here and there. Only in the past five, six years has he gotten to play like... A leading man or a co-starring leading man. But he was even in a movie called Rampart. Where he plays a homeless man. And he's only in like two or three scenes. But he like breaks my heart and steals the scene for every scene that he's in. Hell or High Water is my absolute favorite performance. Because I just talked about that with Jeff Bridges. And he's, he's one of the brothers who is committing the crimes. But dude, Ben Foster is so, so good. So those are some of the actors that I wanted to talk about. But the comedians that I love... The comedian who is probably the biggest influence on me is Brian Regan. All of his specials, like, they're so good and so quotable. How many friends have I made just by quoting Brian Regan specials? Like, I would be in class and somebody would say a quote and that's from Brian Regan and we connect and now we're friends. He's clean. He's been around since the 80s. He's still going strong. I've seen him in person. He is absolutely hysterical. Next after him is Jim Carrey. He started out as a stand-up comedian as well, doing impressions. Branched out into movies. Now he's doing shows. He recently did a documentary. He's 60 right now and I think he might be retiring soon, which is so sad. Especially only at 60, because the dude is so full of youth and spunk and energy. And I just feel like he has another 20 plus years of comedic and dramatic roles to give us. And he's, he's going to retire. It's so sad. But I love Jim Carrey so much. He's become an artist, an entrepreneur in the last six, seven years, something like that. Robin Williams, I have to mention again, his stand-up. He is one of my favorite comedians. He is one of the comedians that has made me laugh the hardest in my life. In both film and stand-up. 
And the dude was just unlike anything other. We will never, ever, ever have a Robin Williams again. So I feel like I've talked enough about him. If you're not familiar with Robin Williams, please go check out his stuff. All right, I'm running out of time. So these next three that I love are Tom Segura, Jim Gaffigan, and Bill Burr. They all have something in common for me, which is that they freaking make me laugh. No, but they also tell the truth and they observe very mundane tasks or situations or they're incredible with their language like their like their linguistics are are really masterful and they can play with language in their set so i think that six comedians who have all done stand-up started out doing stand-up who i love so much tom segura jim gaffigan bill burr they're all friends they all do podcasts i cherish their comedy and their mind and their and their input so much I, I don't agree with him on everything, obviously, but I love that all three of them, the, the latter three that I discussed, are getting into movies now and acting. And that's huge. I dream of getting to meet any of these people on my list, and I wanted to share these favorite people of mine with you because they are my absolute inspirations for why I am creating in any genre that I create right now. So I felt that it would be beneficial for you guys to know. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I will check you guys out next week, or you'll check me out, whatever it's called. (laughs) Ha ha!